Hey, listeners, did you know that at A&W, you can ask for no pickles on your hamburger? Let's find out what having no pickles on your hamburger means for your business profit. Welcome, busy business owners. You're listening to the Work Less, Profit More podcast for lawyers, accountants, financial advisors, and other professional experts. I'm your host, Diana Listone, business and marketing strategist known for my straight talk, no BS, and helping my clients work less while paradoxically profiting more. Let's dive into today's episode. Well, here's the truth. I don't like pickles. And for years, every time I ordered a team burger at A&W, I took off the pickle after I got it. I mean, no big deal, right? But then one day somebody said, Diana, you could order a team burger without a pickle. And I went, oh, I didn't know that. But you might be wondering what ordering no pickles on your hamburger might mean for your business. Well, at a recent networking event, our guest today, award-winning realtor Sherry Doherty, told us about something she called the pickle effect. And I thought this was a perfect topic for our series on improving the customer experience. Welcome, Sherry. Thank you so much, Diana. I'm delighted to be with you today. Awesome. Awesome. Before we get into the pickle effect, just for our listeners today, Sherry, could you please explain a little bit about how you, in particular, serve your real estate customers? Because I know that you're not just the ordinary realtor that everyone hears about. Thank you. I really appreciate that. It really means a lot to myself and my family, actually. I am a family of entrepreneurs that we always go above and beyond and we strive for magic moments. And there's two things that's always playing in our minds about how we can achieve customer delight or make magic moments for people. One is the pickle philosophy that I learned many years ago in my prior career, but it's so simple and it's so true to this day. So I do try and always give them the pickle and we can get into what that means. And then the other part of it was my daughter was Disney trained and who better to train people in a magical experience than Walt Disney himself. Yeah. So everything that she learned, she's brought back into her and all of our family businesses. And it's things like just remembering that if you're touring houses and you have small children with you, sometimes the kids get cranky and they get tired. And so I want to be that realtor and thoughtful person. And I was a mom too of small children who pulls out juice boxes out of my trunk because I remembered that kids can get cranky and they need a drink. And that's just a simple thing, but you wouldn't believe the sigh of relief on a mother's face. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> house and her kids screaming and you suddenly say, oh, look over here. I have a Tetra pack and a juice box and that distracts the kid for a few moments. But it's everything from that to one of the things that's really important to myself and my team is the environment. And when you move with us, we actually lend you a hundred plastic moving tubs mm. because we don't like what happens to cardboard single-use boxes when they end up in a landfill. So we will lend them to you for the period of your move, have them brought back to us, sanitize them and lend them to the next people. And it was a simple little thing, but it was a great investment for not only our client experience, but for the planet. But also just one thing, people don't know where to get cardboard boxes. That's true. It's true. So just a couple of little examples of things that we like to do. Awesome. Awesome. I love the juice boxes or, you know, kind of the, we can think back to the tickle trunk. Who had the tickle trunk? That was me. Uh, 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It was Mr. Dress Up Had a Tickle Trunk. There we go. Your spoiler alert. And don't tell any other realtors. I actually do have a treasure chest in my trunk. So at the end of a home tour, if a child has been good, mostly, then I will say, you know, oh, and there's a treat. I have almost like a treasure chest in the back of my trunk with lots of toys. They're just from the dollar store, but it's the moment where they go, wow, I get to pick a toy. And the mother looks at you like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> they're so inexpensive, but they're so impactful. And that's what really matters to people. And much like your discussion about a pickle, pickle in or out, it's that customization and makes your experience that much better. Yeah. Yeah. Because whether it's a tickle trunk or whatever, it's improving the customer experience that really helps you, you know, if you want to get right down to it, it helps you improve your profits. Because if you're going to keep a customer over any length of time, we all know that, you know, retaining a customer or reducing customer churn, as they talk about, is the much better way. Because, you know, acquiring a new customer, I believe, is seven times more costly in time, money, and energy than keeping a customer that you've already had once and encouraging them to purchase over and over again. So, you know, although people might not think that, you know, in your business, you retain a customer, but what is the average that a family buys a house every, what is it, four or five years? People buy or sell real estate unless they're investors. So setting them aside, yeah. buy or sell real estate three to five times in their lifetime. So first home, move up home, potential divorce home yeah. buys and sells, <laughs> <laughs> marriage buys and sells, you know, then maybe a downsize or an empty nest home. Yeah. Sometimes there's a secondary investment property. So maybe three to five times in a lifetime. It is the largest single financial transaction that you will make. And the way I approach it is you will remember it. It oh, is for the sure. money you will ever spend. So I need to be attached to a positive memory. Yeah. <laughs> because you are going to remember it. So it is always my goal to be, you know, yes, and we had this amazing partner, a real estate agent. She was amazing to work with. And I tell all of my friends and family. And so the way we really work is by referral. Yep. Greatest compliment anybody can give me is a referral to friend or family. And I also want to be your realtor for life. So you may have a dentist you've had forever or a doctor you've had forever or a lawyer you've had forever. I want to be your realtor partner for your life cycle as well. You know, I've bought and sold first-time houses with lots of young couples. And I hope, and I believe they will call me when it's time to upsize. And, you know, when they tell their friends and family, hey, call this lady. She's very motherly. She'll take you through the whole process. It's wonderful. But then I can also sit by your side at the end. I really specialize in people who are wrapping up estates or in the downsize cycle and have a really great partner in that side of the business as well. So you do want to be there through all of the life cycles and people are going to remember it. So you want to make sure you were part of something positive. Exactly. Exactly. Because whether you, you know, as you said, keep that customer for a lifetime or they send you a referral. Either one of those is such an easy way to, you know, drive revenue, drive the profit in your business. Much easier than going out and chasing customers or whatever people, attracting customers, magnetizing customers, whatever they want to call it. But 
Anyway, so, you know, last week on the previous episode, I talked with my friend Anthea Mumby, and we talked about, I think it was seven different ways that we identified that you can, you know, retain clients and, you know, really, you know, what can you do? So if you haven't listened to that as a listener, you might want to go back and listen to it. But Sherry, what is the pickle effect? <laughs> well, the very simple philosophy, and you can Google it. There's a little seven-minute video done by someone who's not me, so I won't take credit for it. But really, the simple way that I was trained in customer experience, and I worked in another industry for 30 years before this, so I just brought it all forward with me, is, you know, when you go in, and not so much now, but back in the day, you'd go in, you'd say, can I have cheese on my hamburger? Can I have a pickle on my hamburger? And they will always say, sure, that's an extra 50 cents. Just give me the pickle. Mentioning that it's 50 cents seems so menial that I now feel like, first of all, that pickle didn't cost you 50 cents. No. Second of all, it doesn't cost you 50 cents extra to put it on my burger. (laughs) And the fact that it's so nominal and immaterial, but you'll go so far as to charge me an extra 50 cents is actually a customer irritation. Sure. So it makes me question whether I'll come back to that establishment or not again. And of course, you know, if you have a frustrating experience, you're going to tell 10 friends. If you have a good experience, you're going to tell one friend. That's what always happens. And so it's way too short-sighted to say, ooh, I can make an extra 50 cents today on this pickle versus having this customer come in every Friday for her burger. You now potentially have lost me every Friday for my burger because of that little irritant that just was so immaterial and not important. So it's a really simple example as you're going through the day to ask yourself, what are my pickles? What can I give people that are most cases, simple, inexpensive, little touches that just continue to build a relationship and give them an easier or a magical experience? For example, like I said, my daughter was at Disney and without fail, if a child drops an ice cream cone in Disney World, you get another one for free. Do you think after a parent has spent that much money to be at Disney World (laughs) or Walt Disney to say, oh, sorry, that's another $4 for another ice cream cone. Are they ever going to come back to Disney? Yeah. So in that example, the ice cream is the pickle. (laughs) In my example, you know, the pickle is the moving boxes, a little bit more expensive, but something that I also do is I actually pay for a pre-inspection on a home when I'm listing it. Mm -hmm. So the seller has the opportunity to make any corrections or updates to their home that could be a detriment to the price that they could sell their house for. One, that gives them a really great opportunity and relieves them of any worry about that eventual inspection. And then also for buyers, the hood's wide open. They know exactly what they're buying and it's not always perfect, but at least they know what their repair renovation budget should be going towards first. You know, I'm going to need a new roof in three years. Well, they know that eyes wide open going in. So I want to make sure everybody has a very positive experience. And so those are things that, you know, would be my pickle. And then simple things, like I said, like the juice boxes, like the toys in the chest. If we're out, we've been going for a tour for a long time. I do love ice cream. So I'll often say, hey, let's just stop for an ice cream and just sit. We've seen too many houses for a little while. we got 20 minutes before the next one. Let's just talk about something else. And it's fun. Give people nice, positive experiences. So my goal is for you to miss me when your real estate transaction is finished. 
<laughs> you don't get to miss me though, because once you've bought or sold a home with me, you become part of my community and I am in touch and I do whole client events and there's lots of perks like tickets and contests and fun things like that as well. Cause I do want to be top of mind then when either you or your family, your friends or your neighbors are, you know, making their next transaction. Yeah, for sure. And we talked about some of these things in this previous episode and we talked about things like hosting client events and, you know, staying in touch with people, whether it's, you know, by email, whether it's by sending out greeting cards, whether it's by sending out, you know, anything like that, you know, you're building a community. And I think we all know that, especially since COVID, people have been missing community. And so community mindedness, from what I'm seeing, is going to be a huge, huge trend when it comes to, you know, gaining more clients and keeping more clients. It's about kind of gathering them around us and uh, keeping them happy, giving them different things to value us for. And I know like you do various events in the community. You have your own podcast. We haven't even talked about that. Yeah. (laughs) So we will put the link to it in the show notes for sure. But you're also part, from what I can see, You know, you also volunteer in the community. And I think volunteering in the community and being visible in the community is also expanding that customer experience, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I firmly believe in, you know, where we live and supporting our community. I am a board member on Well Suited, which is the men's arm of Dress for Success Kingston. We're also very involved and am still a close partner of the Italian club and the International Women's Day event. I've hosted it for the last couple of years for them, and that's all donated time and talent, I like to think. Yeah. (laughs) So very active in Loyalist communities, so I actually happen to live in Loyalist. I literally live two houses after the sign that says Kingston to Loyalist, so it's really funny because I spent my life in Kingston, but my house is technically in Loyalist, which is great. You know, we did Trunk or Treat down there, and we did Light Up Bath, and we've done Merry Little Main Street, and it's all donation. We love to do the Accessible Halloween so, you know, the orange signs that Remax promotes, I will deliver them to my clients' houses so that they can make sure that their home is identified as accessible friendly for Halloween. And if there's an opportunity to serve, I'm going to serve this community. Yeah. Yeah. Serving in the community as a volunteer is a great way to, you know, up level your visibility and I think your credibility as well, because people go, oh, yeah, I see her. She's involved in these things. So, you know, she's not a fly-by-night kind of individual. Not that I'm saying that you would be, but, you know, it's just, I think, subconsciously in our customers' minds, it gives them peace of mind. Oh, well, I live here as well with my family. Yeah. And I want this to be an amazing community and I want there to be amazing supports and I happen to consider myself blessed. So I want to pay that forward and give back to the community as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So the pickle effect is all about improving your customer experience. And I think it's so relevant when, you know, I'm always talking to customers when I'm always talking, you know, in my blogs, it's not about rushing out there and, you know, hustling for more clients, more clients, more clients. It's about serving those that we have really well to the best of our ability. And that's going to help us improve our profit and our joy, you know, because I'm all about joy. So any other, you know, last words that you'd like to leave? Any other little touches or strategies that you might like to, you know, focus on? I truly believe that you want to leave a lasting impression. 
and you need that one to be particularly in my industry or anyone yeah. who is an entrepreneur. I'm a walking billboard for myself. So how you also govern yourself online or in person is so important. I can't be, you know, billboard sherry that you see that looks all professional and quaffed and lovely and then be seen screaming at someone at the grocery store. I wouldn't do that anyways <laughs> because I'm a person and I wouldn't do that. However, you know, you have to be so mindful and just, you know, treating people the way you want to be treated. I know that's a golden rule. As I mentioned, I do a lot of work with people over the age of 50. And if I am helping a family that's in transition or a time of change, I always approach it as in how would I want someone to treat my mother? So yeah. we're all like, I'm over 50 and we're dealing with aging parents and things like that. And I always think about, okay, if there's a professional sitting with my mom, how patient do I want them to be? How much do I want them to show care and concern and compassion? And, you know, this is tough when you're getting to the latter chapters of your life. And Mm -hmm. so sometimes you have to slow down, but it's so meaningful and so impactful and so important. It is. It is. And I think you touched on something else that we are our own brand. And so as we show up, whether it's you know, how we treat people, how we are, I hate to say it, but even how we're dressed in the grocery store, how you show up live on. Yeah. You know, we are our brand. And I think so many entrepreneurs, business owners forget that sometimes. And we're going to talk about that in some future episodes, but I do want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Your contact information will be in our show notes. And for listeners, I just want to let you know that next week is the last week of the month. And once again, I'll be launching two new episodes of our Profit Potential Audit series. So you will be able to listen as two busy business owners discover actionable ways they can experience more joy, more profit, and more freedom in their business. Thanks for showing up, Sherry. Thanks for your pickle effect. Bye for now, listeners. Thank you, Diana. If you're an ambitious professional who wants a competitive edge and wants more free time, yet paradoxically more profit, then let's chat. Book a call at www.dianalidstone.com slash apply. Thanks for listening to the Work Less, Profit More podcast. Until next week, remember, you can do this. Hey, Diana here again. Are you a lawyer, accountant, financial advisor, or other expert who feels pulled in multiple directions as the chief everything officer in your business? Or maybe you're sick and tired of constantly putting out fires, but you know you're ready to earn explosive profits and take multiple guilt-free vacations? If you've answered yes to any of the above, then I believe you might be a perfect fit as a guest for a profit potential audit interview on my podcast. Not only will you get at least one concrete strategy to move your business forward, but you'll also have the opportunity to increase your business visibility when you share about the awesome work that you do. Apply at Profit Potential Interview, www.dianalidstone.com slash audit. Again, www.dianalidstone.com slash audit.